Um, turn in your Bibles today to Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, we're going to be finishing up our series today on spiritual blessings. In the last few, uh, few weeks, we have been looking at the book of Ephesians and specifically focused on the list of spiritual blessings that Paul talks about at the beginning of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 3, he says that, I pray that you will know the spiritual blessings that you have been given in Christ. And so we've been talking about what are those spiritual blessings. We all, we all know to count our blessings, and when we count our blessings, we can think of a lot of material, physical things that God has provided for us, and those are real and valid and absolutely from the hand of God. He has provided um, our families, our homes, the food on our table, good jobs. He gives us real solid, tangible blessings. But Paul is introducing another side of the coin in this, in that God has promised us spiritual blessings, things on the inside that you and I as children of God can grab onto, things that he has given to us. And so we've been looking at what those spiritual blessings are. And Paul tells us that there are things that we have, not things that we hope to get, but things that are ours. And we talked about that they are in our toolbox. They are with us. We just need to learn to use them and access them. And so over the last few weeks we've been talking about, Stephen talked about one of our spiritual blessings is adoption into the family of God. You always and forever have a place to belong. You are in the family of God when you have accepted Christ into your life. You are accepted. You have salvation through Christ. Jeff talked about unity that Paul talks about the dividing wall of hostility has been taken down, that we are children of God, and that means that we are people of peace. We are people of unity, that we are unifiers of our relationships with others, but also when we come into contact with other people, that we are people that bring unity and peace. Um, we talked about wisdom and insight, that that is one of our spiritual blessings, that for us who are followers of Christ, when we don't know what to do, we can stop and we can pray and the Holy Spirit will whisper truth and insight into our hearts, things that we wouldn't necessarily know. And I know many of you have experienced that, that there's a moment you don't know what to do and you stop and pray and the Holy Spirit suddenly drops something into your heart and suddenly you have some insight into that situation and some knowledge to know how to move forward. That is one of our spiritual blessings that we get as children of God. We get insight and wisdom. And last week, Jeff talked about power, that dunamis power, that dynamite power of the Holy Spirit that is available to us as children of God. Paul prays that we would know that power, that power that raised Christ Jesus for the dead, from the dead, is the same power that is available to you and I to live our lives every single day, that we don't have to go through our lives feeling weak and underneath our circumstances and broken down because we have power available to us through what Christ has done. And today we're going to wrap up this scripture with one other thing that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 3, and that is the spiritual blessing of inner strength, of inner strength that is available to us. So let's open in prayer and then we'll, we'll dive into the scriptures. Jesus, we're so grateful for these gifts that you have given to us. Lord, that you, when you save us, you don't just fit us for heaven, but God, you also come and you give us things to help us navigate this life on earth. Lord, you were here on this earth. We celebrate that this time of year that you came. And scripture tells us that you were well acquainted with everything that, that we go through here on this earth. And so you blessed us. 
with all these tools, Lord, so that we can navigate this life and everything that that involves, Father. I thank you. What an incredible gift. So, Lord, show us how to use those things, how to access those things. We want to live lives that honor you, that point others to you in everything we say and do. So I pray you would illuminate your word during this time today and that we would learn more about you. In Jesus' name, amen. So Ephesians chapter 3, we're going to be reading verses 14 through 20 today. In Ephesians 3, 14 20, uh, through 20, says this. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him, and your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. This is really one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It really is such an incredibly jam-packed, dense passage, but it is deeply meaningful for us. And these verses are following what Jeff preached about last week, the power of God that is available to us, that we can know the power that, uh, that raised Christ from the dead, that lives inside of us Paul prays that we would know that power, not that we would find it, but that we would know that we already have it, the power to do what God wants you to do in every day of your life, this miraculous power that is authority over every spiritual thing in our lives. But then Paul keeps talking, and he continues talking about this power, but he shifts the focus to the inner needs of these people. That this explosive dynamite power that is available, that is above all authority, that also can come into the inside of us and strengthen us and change us. The people that he is writing to were facing all kinds of really hard things. They were facing persecution. They were being persecuted because of their faith. They were facing poverty. They were facing obstacles, all kinds of obstacles. And we see that Paul shifts his focus, that he reminds them that they have this dunamis power, this dynamite available to help them stand against the darkness. But how many of you know that when we face external obstacles, eventually they take an inner toll on us? That when you're facing hard things on the outside, it's phenomenal that God says, hey, I've got power to help you fight against everything that's coming against you. But then Paul also takes a moment and say, and, and I know that it's hard. And when you're facing things, eventually inside of you, something begins to rise up, discouragement, weakness, fatigue. It's hard on the inside. And so Paul stops and he uses really dramatic language. He says, when I think about all these things, I fall on my knees and I begin to pray for you that you would have inner strength as you face all of these things. He says, I know the power is available, 
But I pray that it just wouldn't exist out in the world to fight against external forces that come against you, but it would manifest itself on the inside of you, that it would cause you to grow strong in the midst of great challenges and great heartache, that your hearts would be full and strengthened no matter what the circumstances. Paul wasn't saying, hey, this dunamis power is going to take over and you're not going to face anything else. He was saying, I know it's hard and God is working. But in the midst of all of these things, there is a powerful power available to you to strengthen you on the inside for whatever you face. And I thought this would be such a profound way to end this series and to start the holiday season. To talk about this idea that God cares about what's going on in the inside of you. God cares about the thing that is breaking your heart today. God cares about the places where you feel weak and vulnerable and weary and broken down and tired. All of those places. He is deeply invested in walking with you through seasons of trial and fatigue and sadness. Psalm 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. When we are facing heartache on the inside, that's when God comes closest. When he comes and he says, okay, I know this is hard, but I have got you. Sometimes I think we think we need to come to God with all our messes figured out. But at your weakest moment, these are the times when the Lord draws close to us in the most intimate of ways. When you don't even know what to pray for anymore. When you think, I don't even know what to even ask for in this situation. When you feel your heart and your strength beginning to fail. When you feel despair creeping in and you don't know what to do next. These are the moments when God comes and infuses us with inner strength. And we find the strength to keep going. Paul was moved deeply to pray this for his friends that he was writing this letter to. He fell to his knees because Paul knew what it felt like to be hurt and broken and abandoned and in distress. You know, we can sometimes read the New Testament and we read all of Paul's writing and he seems to just really have it all together, doesn't he? And, but Paul faced all kinds of hardships and trials And he learned that Christ was close to the brokenhearted because Paul had been brokenhearted. He had faced all kinds of obstacles. In 2 Timothy 4, 9, if you want to turn back to there, he tells a story. These are Paul's final words, the little heading on my Bible in 2 Timothy 4, verse 9. It says Paul's final words. Paul is sitting in prison. He's going to be executed for his faith. And he is writing a letter back to Timothy. It's the last things that he's saying. And he's telling him some of the things that have just recently happened to him, just at the very end of his ministry. He says, Timothy, please come as soon as you can. Demas, he's deserted me because he loves the things of this life. And he's gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia. And Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tysus to Ephesus, and when you come, be sure to bring the coat I left with Carpus at Troas. Also bring my books and especially my papers. Alexander, the coppersmith, he did me much harm. 
But the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be careful of him, for he fought against everything we said. The first time I was brought before the judge, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. But may it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me for certain death. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Paul in this passage lists four or five people who have totally abandoned him. All of his friends, these people he was working with, he says, he left. They just left. They abandoned me. He loved the things of the world more. And so when things got hard, he walked away. They left me. They left me. And then when I had to go in front of the judge, I stood there alone. All of these people who were supposed to be around me, they just abandoned me. And all of a sudden, I found myself by myself. But he says, but when the, in that moment when everyone abandoned me, the Lord stood with me. And he gave me inner strength to declare the gospel, even in this difficult situation. Paul was betrayed by his friends. He even said, Alexander did me much harm. Paul was abandoned by those he thought he could count on. And Paul's hard work, all that he had done, landed him in prison. And he then knew that most likely he was going to eventually pay with his life. But in his weakest, most vulnerable, isolated moments, Paul experienced that inner strength. He experienced that moment where everyone else was gone. And yet he felt the Holy Spirit come and give him strength. The word that he uses there says that the Holy Spirit strengthened me is undunamo. It's a compound word, which means it has two parts. So last week, Jeff taught us about the word dunamis, which means explosive strength or power, like dynamite, right? But the fact that this is a compound word, the N at the beginning of it means in. So indunamo presents the picture of an explosive power that's being deposited into some kind of a container or vessel. So it's taking this huge power, this huge dunamis dynamite power, and putting it inside of something. Not just out there, but in the inside. Paul is praying specifically that his friends would be given inner strength. Other translations say, in your inner man, I'm praying that you're strengthened. The inside of you, the place that no one sees. Your thoughts, your feelings, your worries, your anxieties that those places would be strong. That not only would your life on the outside demonstrate the power of God, but that his power would be at work in your thought life. That you would find yourself less anxious. That you would find your heart settled. That you would find yourself confident and strong in the midst of whatever you're facing. He describes the power of God and he asks God to put that inside of them. So what does that look like? How do we do this? What does it look like to have dunamis power inside of you? Well, Paul draws some really important lines in Ephesians chapter 3 that show us how to access this power on the inside of us. And the first thing is this. Inner strength is the work of the Holy Spirit. He says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his Holy Spirit, 
through his spirit. The word here means a channel, that the Holy Spirit is the channel by which the, holy, the inner strength will begin to come inside of you. The Holy Spirit is sometimes described as the breath of God, that it would come into the inside of you. Now, this is important to know because it helps us to know how to pray in those moments when you feel yourself weak and vulnerable. You can say, Holy Spirit, breathe strength into me. Breathe your breath into me. I feel the weakest places of me. So Holy Spirit, I'm praying. I take a deep breath in and I pray that you would fill me with strength right now. Pour your spirit into my weakest places and fill them with the strength to endure what I'm facing right now. One of my favorite Christmas songs is Breath of Heaven. You got to go look up the old Amy Grant version. There's a lot of versions out there, but hers is probably the best. And yes, it is the best. And it's Mary, this young girl, singing about this moment when she is carrying the Son of God. And I heard the, the, the um, composer of that song one time speak, and he talked about, I just tried to imagine what all she was feeling and how hard it would have been in that moment. And the song says, breath of heaven, hold me together. There have been times in my life in the middle of July that I pulled out that song because to articulate that, hold me together, we all know those moments where you start to feel the cracks and the pressure's growing and you're thinking, it all feels like it's starting to come apart. But she sings in that song, breath of heaven, hold me together, be forever near me. It's beautiful when we think that the Holy Spirit will come in and hold all the pieces of you together. And be forever near me. Inner strength is directly comes through the channel of the Holy Spirit. So this, this year, as you're feeling weakness come over you, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and give you inner strength. Secondly, inner strength is directly connected to the love of God. Verse 17 says, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Paul ties this incredibly important thread from the power of God to the love of God. That when the Holy Spirit fills you with his breath, what happens is that your roots begin to grow down into something that is stabilizing and nurturing. And that thing is God's love. That your roots go down and become soaked into the spring of living water that will make you strong no matter what. Um, my girlfriend on her Insta story a couple days ago had, first it was a picture of her Christmas tree all decked out. It had the bulbs still on it and the lights on it, but it was laying on its side. And she said, great start to the holiday over here at our house. And I thought, oh man, what's going on? Did the kids knock it over? Did the dog knock it over? And then the next picture was her husband with a saw, sawing the bottom of their Christmas tree. And she said, four days after we put this thing up, it stopped taking in water. And it was getting dry and brittle. And so they had to lay it down with all the ornaments on it and saw off the bottom because those pores had closed up. And for whatever reason, that Christmas tree had stopped drawing up water. And it was a disaster. It was already dying. And I was working on this, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is exactly what we're talking about here. 
If we don't have a source where we are drawing up, pretty soon we come, become dry and brittle and broken and dead. And that's why Paul is saying, I know that you're feeling weak, but here's the thing. You've got to get roots down into the source of God's love. And when you get your roots down in there and you start drawing up God's love into your life, you know what it's going to do? It's going to make you strong. It's going to make you vibrant and healthy and able to endure. It's going to fill you with life. Paul is praying through the power of the Holy Spirit that difficult time, his friends, those roots would go down deeper and deeper into the love of God and that it would strengthen them from the inside out. Then Paul begins to describe what this love is really like. In verse 18, he says, May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. And then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Why does Paul put that here? With all this talk of power and strength, why does he connect it to love, right? The love of God seems like a nice, touchy-feely, nice thing. Why would it have anything to do with inner strength? I was thinking about that this week. I have just had a rough bout of sickness over the last month or so. Just could not seem to shake this bug. Had a lot of things going on and had missed some work. And I got back to work last week. And Tuesday night, I got home from work. I was driving home the whole way there. And my ears were just, I could feel the pressure in my ears building and building and building. And some of you are nodding. You've had this same bug. It's horrible. And it was just building and building. And by the time I got home, my ears hurt so bad. And I was supposed to get in the house, change my clothes, and go to a staff meeting. And Jeff was waiting there. And I, and I walked over to him. He goes, how was your day? And he put his arm around me. And I just like burst into tears. You ever have those moments where as soon as someone's nice to you, you're like, everything's horrible. And I just burst into tears. And he was like, ooh, okay. Like, and his immediate thing is like, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? Is it me? Self, self-preservation comes first. And then he was like, what's going on? And I just said, I'm just so tired and I don't feel good and I'm overwhelmed and I'm disappointed. We're not in the building for Christmas. And then it was just like everything just came pouring out. And he was like, I think maybe the couch sits here and I'm going to go to the meeting. But I remember Tuesday night, I just went to bed early and I was feeling so discouraged. I was feeling so weary. I was feeling so broken down. And this was just minor things, but I felt weak and vulnerable and overwhelmed and frustrated, and all of the things on the inside of me just felt overwhelmed. And so Wednesday morning, I got up early, and I opened my Bible, and I went to my Bible reading, and I was in Romans chapter 8, and the whole passage was on the love of God. And I kind of was like, God, I'm, I, that's great, but I'm tired. Like, where's the, like, I'm going to heal you today. Like, your ear is going to be free today. That was on the love of God. And I was like, okay. So I did my devotions. And then I got in the car and I turned on my Pandora. And all five of the first five songs were all on the love of God. And I was like, okay, good. Thanks, God. Nice. How about all this other stuff? Can you help me today to make it through my day? And then I turned on a podcast. And I was trying to listen to this one podcast. And it would not work. It would not work. It would not work. So I just went to the one right under it. Sure enough, it was a whole podcast on the love of God. So I was like, am I... 
by the third time. Maybe you're trying to give me a hint here. And then I got into my office, and I work at a Christian university, and a couple people came into my office and just said, I just, I just felt like I wanted to encourage you today. And they had a couple of different things that they said to me that were encouraging. And by the time I got in my car to drive home, I felt 100% different than I had 24 hours earlier. And I felt like God was just whispering to me, you know, it's okay. I've got you. I've got you. You know, nothing in my circumstances changed from the morning until the end of the day except this. Over and over, I felt like God was gently showing me his care and his love for me. My circumstances didn't change at all, but it was like God was going out of his way to just say, I love you. I've got you. I care for you. I know what you're going through. It's going to be all right. I see you. My strength returned when I understood and experienced God's love for me. When he made it very clear throughout the day, I see you. I've got you. I'm here. I know what's going on. It's all under control. You can just rest in the fact that I love you, that nothing's going to come against you today that's greater than the love I have for you. It, it reminded me of a memory that I have that always filled me with such confidence. Um, how many of you ever have a smell that brings something very much like right into your front memory? Yes. So hopefully it's a good smell, not a bad smell. But one of my earliest memories is when my parents would go out for dinner when I was a little girl. This would have been in the 70s. And I would go to sleep, and I would have a babysitter, and I would be in bed, and I would be asleep. As soon as my parents would get home, my mom would always come in and sit at the edge of my bed and just kind of check on me and, you know, give me a kiss on the head. And I could always smell just a little bit of the smoke from the restaurant. In the 70s, everybody smoked in restaurants. I could always smell a little bit of the smoke of the restaurant mixed in with perfume a little bit. And I remember, like, just being like, oh, she's home. Oh, okay. She's home. That to me, anytime I smell like smoke distantly far away, don't write me an email. I'm not encouraging smoking. I'm just saying, when I smell that, that smell, to me, it's like immediately like, and it took me a while to figure out like, why is that such a comforting smell to me? Because it meant my mom was home. She was back. The person who loved me and took care of me, who had been gone, and it's always a little like, oh, they're gone, they're gone, and with the babysitter, all of a sudden it was like, she's home. She's got me, the person I care about. And I was thinking about, that's exactly how I felt on Wednesday. That's the exact same feeling that I felt on Wednesday. Every time a little thing that would happen that would just encourage my heart, it was like, oh, yeah, he's got me. Oh, yeah, God's got me. He sees me. He loves me. All those little things, that feeling inside of us that when we know we're loved by God, when we know that he has got us, when we know how deep and how wide and how high and how long his love for us is, when everything starts coming against us and we start to get overwhelmed, we can step back and go, hold on, I know, yes, this is all a mess, but I know, God, that you love me no matter what and you are always working things together for my good, that you are here, that you have got me and that you're not going to let me fall. When you are in need of inner strength, the path to that strength is through the knowledge and awareness of how deeply loved you are by God. 
I had never even made that connection before. I loved those scriptures separate. I never put together that they were right next to each other. That inner strength is deeply connected to your knowledge and experience of the love of God in your life. There is nothing that can take the love of God away. And if the whole world falls apart, you are still tucked safely inside of his care. No matter what's going on around you, God is always working on your circumstances because he loves you so much. When you know the depths of God's love, there's an inner strength that fills you up and settles your heart and your mind and your spirit. I want you to have that picture of your roots going down deep into the love of God and pulling up nourishment, pulling up strength, and that as it fills you on the inside, it doesn't just make you feel good. It makes you strong. It fills you with inner strength. It's just not a warm, fuzzy feeling. It's actual strength that will fill you up. As we close today, I just wanted to read that same passage of Scripture And I want to read it to you from the Passion Translation. Sometimes just hearing those words in a different version is so meaningful. So I want to read that to you today. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your inmost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and the root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this love that's beyond anything we could ever imagine. Lord, we will never understand it fully, but I pray, God, that you would, by the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to just begin to grasp the height and the depth and the width and the length of your love for us. Father, and that that knowledge of how much you love us, that you have got us, God, would come into the places of our heart that are weak, that feel fragile, that feel broken, that feel weary and tired, 
that, Lord, those places would begin to draw up nourishment from your love, and it would begin to fill in every crack, every hole, and that those pieces, Lord, like mortar, where the cracks have been, God, that suddenly would begin to solidify and become strong. That, God, you would today go to people in this place who feel like they're at the end of their rope. They don't even know what to do next. I pray, God, that they would be flooded with how much you love them, with how much you are working on their situation, that dunamis explosive power is working on the outside, but also on the inside to give them strength, Lord God, until the circumstances change. I thank you, Lord, that you give us inner strength. And Father, I pray today for anyone who in this place today is feeling weary and broken. I pray, Lord, that they would know the power of your love, that they would sense that you're close, that you would whisper to them, Lord, all throughout their day, all the ways in which you are working on their behalf. And that the knowledge of this great love, Father, would solidify their hearts, would make them strong in you. Thank you for this incredible gift of inner strength. Lord, we receive it. We receive it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.